1: Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road.
3: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
0: Ron and Anian. I think something needs to be done to regulate headlights. If your joy is to drive out in the middle of nowhere and pitch black darkness and make it look like it's Sunday afternoon in Times Square, hey, great, that's your thing. But not when I'm coming down the road at you. We can drive it all- The car doctor, Chris, where are you going? 140 miles an hour, the Pennsylvania
4: Turnpike?
2: Oh, no, no. There's a there's a stretch of highway I 99
3: between State College and Altoona. It's clear, dry, and there's always some Subaru WRX or something wants to test me. So,
1: welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the Car Doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. <laughs> If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in.
0: The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Did I ever tell you my them story? Did I ever tell you this? It's... It's, I'm just listening to this week's Open about the guy doing 140 on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, and we had a call last hour, if you missed it, about the woman who thinks somebody's playing with... And I'm not saying there wasn't, but just somebody's playing with her car at night to give it bad gas mileage, and this guy's following her and using radio frequencies to alter the car. And and I thought about this guy. So a couple of years ago, fellow walks into the shop, sits down, and kind of lets out a sigh of relief. <sighs> Thank God I made it here. You're the only guy I trust. Yeah? Why is that? Well, because my car has been modified by them. And he takes his eyes and flirts to the ceiling. One, two, three. What do you mean by them? Them who? Them. You know, them. They've done something to my car. They're tracking me to see where I'm going. Who's tracking you? Them. One, two, three. And we go through this whole thing about how he's taken his car into repair shops and there's a tracking device on it. And he's being watched and he's being recorded and all his movements and everything about him is being taken and stored for further examination by them. Yeah. Really? And I just, I couldn't get him out. I just, so finally I said, have you gone to the police? And he said, no, because I was afraid them wouldn't like that. And I said, well, you know, the police deal with this kind of thing all the time. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I said, I would go report down to the Waldwick Police Department and tell them you were here and tell them the story just the way you told me, and they'll know what to do. You think so? Oh, yeah, they'll definitely know what to do, right? He leaves, I swear to God. He leaves. He comes back a half hour later. Danny and I look at each other. Danny's got his hands on the bat because we're not quite sure what's going to happen at this point. And he said, "Uh, I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you telling me to go to the police. And I said, you went? He goes, oh, yeah. And I'm starting to think, like, the Waldo Police Department let this guy go? And he says, oh, yeah. I went in. I explained the whole thing to the sergeant. Do you know they've seen this before? They have? He said, yeah. He said the, the sergeant came out. He had this stick in his belt that's specially treated. Tapped the top of the dashboard three times, and he says, now you're no longer being tracked. We've disabled the object. And the guy the guy said, I was so grateful. I got in the car, I could tell right away it was fixed. He goes, You're the best mechanic I know. You're always on the list. He left. I haven't seen the guy. It's probably it's probably three, four years. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Tom, there's no- <laughs> I'm telling you. I, I and like I listened to some of the calls and I'm thinking, like, there's gotta be a gathering place that I don't ever want to get to because they're all there. Um it's just but true story the story of them uh
1: they're all there you mean the gathering of them
0: the gathering of them yeah they are all there in them um so anyway ron and Amy, the car doctor here we are uh just trying to have a little fun but that true story god's honest true that i have to tell more stories about what happens in the shop because some things you just that one's right up there with you just can't believe it let's kick the phones open let's get back to work here let's go to mike in delaware 094 to escape some evap problems Mike, don't tell me hey, you're bro, don't hey, tell Ron. me you being hey, watched by them. Good brother, what's going on?
3: Uh, hey, um, well, I called well, 2009 Ford Ford Escape. I bought it last April, and then well, it was still under warranty. Um, and then in May, I took it to back to the dealership because the check engine light won, and it was the e Okay. So, so this about a, about a month ago, the light comes back on. Take it over in and out car carrier, here in and she called yesterday. She said, "Yeah, it's an evap." Okay. Now, is that a Ford? A Ford? Uh, is it the part itself that's not designed right, or seem like my lens? I hope every year I don't have to change the evap. Well, there's there's there's,
0: there's there's multiple reasons why the evap light will set a, or why the why the check engine light will set an evap code. You know, what code was it the first time? What code is it this time? Uh,
3: Oh shoot! Uh, other papers and in, in well, because because I, I took the other paper to him and said, "This is what happened the last time. Come on, and I'm not sure. She didn't tell me what what code it was. She just told okay. me she had to order a partner and be ready Monday. So,
0: so because you know. here, split under, under, Let's understand it like this. Take a gas can, put it put it out in the driveway. All right,
3: right. And it, blows, it blows air, you know. Right. It, it would. It
0: would. So we have to vent it, it right? Right. It would. It yeah. would. It would get hot in the sun, expand, and explode. So uh-huh. we've got to have a way to vent it so it doesn't build up pressure. So we right. we've got a vent solenoid, right? That goes on one side uh-huh. of the can. All right. Uh-huh. If we wanted to, if we wanted to suck on the can and pull fumes out of it by a manual method, we'd have to put a purge valve on it. That's two devices, yeah. right? And right. if we wanted to pour fuel out of it, we'd have to take the cap off, right? That's 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 right. three right. separate components attached to the gas can, right? Uh-huh. If the vent valve goes bad, it sets a code. If the purge valve goes bad, it sets a code. If the gas cap goes bad, it sets a code. All three no. different unique faults right. for an EVAP system. Uh-huh. So right. Right. It, 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 it depends on which fault code it had. Now, right. okay common on the square body escape, that generation, was the vent and was the purge, all right?
3: Yeah, well, I, I know it was a purge last year, but, uh, you know, she said it was, you know, it might have been the same thing, purge again, but, you yeah, know. If the,
0: uh, you got to ask her, if the purge went bad in a year, i I got to think that's a warranty thing, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's a uh-huh, year. Right. Um, and yeah. you know, if you've been a regular customer of that dealership or that repair shop, I think they're, you know, they got to do the right thing here. And you know, it's, listen, there's a ton of bad parts out there despite everybody's best efforts. So, right, right. no,
3: I'm not blaming it. Yeah. yeah. It was in dealership. I got it from that, you know, they fixed it the first time. And then like I said, and then I took it to in and out tire care yesterday or yesterday, Friday and then they just uh, put it on the machine and. Said it was a purge valve or something, you know, because the the light on on the gate on the instrument panel would say fuel check check fuel uh, inlet valve
0: right or check cap is it is it a yeah. check cap message Well, I right.
3: don't have a cap.
0: Oh, right. This is this it is don't. a right. This is a capless system. Oh nine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Right. Oh yeah. eight was the last year I think for a cap. Uh. Oh right. seven. But um. Yeah. So there's you know what was the code then? What's the code now? It's as simple as that. Yeah.
3: Well, so, I'll, I'll give you a call, and, and, you know, I'm sure she'll tell me what code yeah. it was, because, you know, yeah. Hey, right. y'all, Ron, got yeah. a question? Go ahead. You still got your 72 Monte Carlo? Still do. You bring back memories. I remember you saying something on 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 your radio show. I had a 72 Monte Carlo gold, kind of like a brown, goldish color.
0: Exactly, autumn gold.
3: where did you find that at?
0: Texas. <laughs> Texas, Texas, yeah. Right. And hey it, it Ron, got
3: another question. I don't want to hold them by up.
0: Go ahead. Three, for, the, three for a nickel today, Mike. I'm getting Mike. Into
3: my later ages of work, and I want something. Would you buy a a, a rod that's already built or a barn find? Um, you put a I, fifty-five, right? Yeah,
0: I, I've I've oh. I've been through it both ways. I'd buy something if I could find the right vehicle, and finding the right vehicle is hard. I'd buy something done if I could afford it. It, right. Because right, part of the part right. of the part of the problem now is even if you want to build something, uh-huh. a lot of the parts that you're going to purchase are either going to be wrong, don't fit, aren't good quality, or or just right. garbage to begin with, and it's nothing you want to put on a car. To tell you the truth, uh-huh. the, the parts problem is so bad, it almost yeah. it it almost prevents you from enjoying the hobby. It really yeah, does. Yeah, that,
3: that's what I'm saying. I yeah. like working with my hands. I I'd love to find something that's all together. You yep. know work going from there
0: you know if it if, if was yeah. a choice of buying a ten thousand dollar roller or a twenty five thousand dollar done car and the twenty five thousand dollar done car was done done and just the way i'd want it
4: yeah
0: i'd spend I'd, I'd, I'd spend yeah. a 25 and be done right uh, because right. you're you're not going to duplicate that car you're not going to make that ten thousand dollar car like that twenty five thousand dollar car for fifteen thousand dollar price difference it's just not going to happen right right. Uh, right you know so yeah. um
3: yeah what, what I, I got a uh, uh, and I'm going to watch uh, American Graffiti again. I love that
0: movie. Yeah, well, you know what? We've all got the time for that. So, sure. you, you let me know what you let me know what they say, Mike. Let me keep rolling. I've got uh, I got a bunch of calls to get to, and uh, let me pull over and take a pause. And we'll be back to Mike in Delaware. Another Mike in Delaware. Right after this, I'm running in the car doctor. Don't go away.
1: It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road.
6: Don't call us. We'll
1: call. That's right. If you call and we're not live, you can leave a message and we'll call you back to get you on the air with Ron. 855 560 9900. Speaking of Ron, here he is.
0: Let's get on over and talk to Mike in Delaware. Another Mike in Delaware, other than the other Mike in Delaware. Mike in Delaware. Welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help?
7: Hey, Ron. It- Kind of funny, and Mike and Delaware. I'm only about 15 minutes from the guy that just called. We're in St. <laughs> County, and I also use donut 77 Monte Carlo. So that's not
3: funny enough.
0: No, it's 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 Monte um, Carlo country. By the way, I should, as long as we're on the subject of Monte Carlos, I should mention um, I'm always looking. If anybody out there has one, I'm always looking for a grill for my 72 Monte Carlo. The one thing they haven't reproduced yet. So if anybody has one, uh, we're we're willing to come and get it. So um, anyway, go on with your call, Mike. Uh, what was your question?
7: Okay, my question is it's car related, Ron. And thanks for taking my call. By the way, you're welcome. Um, I, years ago, I bought a portable jump pack. I think it was actually called a jump it I think it was made by Prestone, and lasted for a lot of years. I had good luck with it, used it multiple times, and it finally went kaput. Uh, I bought the inverter or converter. I'll go along with it to change, you know, from 12 volt to 120. It was the yellow. Still, it was
0: the yellow booster pack, right?
7: Correct. Yeah, yeah, it was like carrying a battery around with you. Yeah, but it yeah, worked, yeah. It was great. I had I, one of those. They advanced. actually did
0: work well. They were they were yes. they were antiquated by today's standards, but yeah, you're right. They worked very well.
7: Well, I, I finally went to put you know a few years ago, and I went to a local parts or tool shop, bought a brand new one, and had it for I don't know about seven or eight months, and went to go use it to jumpstart my dad's vehicle. He left his lights on. It didn't even work. And it was brand spanking new, right out of the box. I charged it, kept it charged, and all that, and um. Seems like I'm going online and I'm kind of looking to replace this thing now, and you're getting a lot of pros and cons about whether you get the big ones like what I used to have, or the smaller. I guess what they're powered by like NiCd batteries or like little small box things, and just not really sure what I would what would be the best type to replace it. I've got a F one fifty pickup, you know, so looking for something with to be able to jumpstart larger vehicles, um, you know, small diesels. Uh, but without breaking the bank. Right. So I didn't know if you had any recommendations.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, booster kits are, are, are just, you know, bigger is always better. All right? So, you know, you buy as much as you can afford. When my Prestone Yellow booster pack died a couple of years back, I actually went out, there's was, there was a company out there called MicroStart, um, the MicroStart XP10 is the one I got. Now, I think they've upgraded and they've made some changes in the couple of years since I purchased mine. But my MicroStart works every time I've used it. I haven't used it a lot, but I keep it handy with me. I actually have it in my man bag, as my kids call it, my, my, my man satchel as my my kids kid me about but um I've sort of got an emergency pack with me. I've got a little uh, tiny little knapsack thing I sling over my shoulder all the time. It's got my wallet and pocket knife and it's got some electrical tape in it and I've actually got the booster pack right in there. You know.
7: So it, this is you, one of these small ones that I'm talking yeah, about.
0: Yeah, it's 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 small. It's 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 roughly I think it's 10 by 3, maybe 8 by 3 and it's 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 the thickness of a cell phone but you've got to see the look on somebody's face when you 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 pull this thing out of your you know out of your bag and you walk up and you jump start their their I have jump started um, uh, excursions with it the, the Ford diesel with it it's a it's a, it's a big kit and a sense of capacity uh, and it's always charged i've never had it had a dead battery as a matter of fact i have to look i think it's been uh, 10 months since i charged it and i bet you i'll pull it out of the bag and it'll still show four blue lights uh, you know, showing that it's fully charged, and the nice thing is, it's got a built-in flashlight. it, it It'll it'll you know oscillate for like an emergency. It will uh, you know charge your cell phone, charge your laptop. You know, it's it's sort of like a it's a priority now. And if I recall correctly, I think I've seen them on Amazon two two twenty something like that. But the, the 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 most important thing, and the reason I went to a Micro Start at the time was at the time, they were the only jump pack approved by Ford and GM for jump-starting the cars. Because believe it or not, how you jump-start the car and the way the energy comes out to the battery, if it's, if it's not filtered, for lack of a better way to put it, it, it can actually produce a problem and create a, a module issue. And it's been known to, you know, a bad jump pack, a cheap jump pack, will actually cause damage to an electronic module. So, you know, it's not just like hooking up a battery, uh, you know, like doing a jump start. So it's just something to think about, too. You want to read up on that and see who's got the best rating right now. At the time, a couple of years back, it was MicroStart. That okay, that
7: So what kind of what kind of wattage we would we be talking about that would probably be needed for what I'm asking? I would Cover look at you're I, talking about like the
0: Well, they're going to they're going to tell you it will jump start up to a so many CCA battery kit. I can't remember the exact number, but they rated mine for I believe the way they rated it at the time was they said it will do a diesel and up to a 1-ton th- vehicle is was their capacitance rating. Um, But, you know, uh, uh, a diesel's probably, it's been a while since I looked, so don't hold me to this, Mike, but a diesel Ford pickup or a diesel Ford Excursion, something like that, is probably in the 600, 700 CCA capacity rating, because I believe there's two 550 batteries in there, and I would take two-thirds of that as my my rated number. But I tended to look at, you know, what did they say it would do, um, just strictly by vehicle. Uh, but I've never had it not start anything. You know, it's, okay, yeah, it's, so
7: there's there's quite a few of these things. Like on Amazon, when you go to Google, it and, you know, of course, a lot of there are several different brands that have really good ratings. And then when you right. look at the lower ratings, it's like you know, don't ever buy this. You know, so you just kind of you know, who 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 can I talk to that actually might recommend something that's in the automotive business?
0: Well, and it's funny, you know, we we actually I actually picked up the phone and we talked to the owner of start, um uh years ago. You you know, he was actually just starting out. That was probably more than 2015 when when I had this thing. Um, uh, It's been a while, and I've been happy with it for the three, four, I guess it's five years now. What am I saying? It's five years, but it is part of my emergency kit. So um, I'll put it to you this way. I know a nice young man, Austin. Austin is now going, he is off, and he's going to become a New Jersey State Trooper, and uh, he is at school for it. And when he went off, part of his uh, going away present, as you were, was a was a micro start XP10 because we wanted to make sure if he ever came out of class, he could jump start and uh, uh, do what he had to do. So, um, still a good kit. Uh, I forget what it cost. I think that's where I got the 200-220 price range from. So, um, do some research. I think you'll be happy with it, Mike. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, thanks for being a Monte Carlo owner. And uh, enjoyed the conversation. I'm Ron Aniene, the Car Doctor. We are back right after this. Don't go away. Welcome back. We're on of the car doctor. By the way, I just checked my MicroStart XP 10. I got it sitting here under the, ca- under the desk here in the studio. And I was right. Four out of the five blue lights lit up and I haven't charged it. It's, it's gotta be eight, nine, might be a year <laughs> since I've charged it. So for Mike in Delaware, if you're still listening, I still think MicroStarts the way to go. And you're right. When you pull that thing out, People oh. look at you like you got three heads, right? It's it's like it's like you're pulling out a communicator from Star Trek. They don't get it, it's and, and, like,
7: uh, and they think they think you're a magician. And then the next right.
0: thing they say is, "Where would you get that? I right. need one." Yeah, and it's it's just it's an amazing tool. Part of the emergency go bag. As a matter of fact, and I wanted to mention this too. We were talking about emergency go kits and and what to put in the car in these times, just to make sure you're okay if you need something in a hurry, in case your mechanic's closed, or just as a you know what I I carry it in the I carry it in the hot rod just in case is is a bottle of K Seal. All right. You know, you've got to think that if you're if you're gonna if you pop in and develop a cooling system leak, whether it be uh, you know from a variety of places, something minor, something serious, whatever, a bottle of K Seal, and you can find it at O'ReillyAuto.com or your local O'Reilly Auto Parts, a bottle of K-Seal is a great cooling system sealer. It's the only cooling system sealer we've used uh, in in the last couple of years, and it works to such a high degree of success that if you can't get to your mechanic and you've got a coolant leak, K-Seal will probably get you back on the road and get you safe so that you can uh, get where you have to get and uh, do what you have to do. So you can read more about that at kseal.com. I want to make sure I mention that. We were talking before about emergency kits and building it with fluids and filters and things. Kseal, kseal.com. You want to get one of those too. Get a bottle of that and throw it in the carts. Good, quick, cheap protection. Let's get over to Oliver in Virginia, 94 Caddy, and some uh, questions about shock absorbers. Oliver, you're on with the car doctor, sir. How can I help? Oliver? Oliver? Where'd Oliver go? O- Oliver's gone. Oliver going once. And then Oliver will call me back and say, How come we're not here? And I'll go, Well,. I don't know. I don't know what happened to Oliver. Okay, Oliver's gone. Good. I want to go back to talking about emergency kits. All right? Because that's 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 first and foremost on my mind. Um oh, somebody just emailed me. They said, "Ron, can you elaborate on the story about them?" Oh, you want to hear the them story? Well, no, there is no there is no elaboration. Um listen, there's a lot of uh what's the word I'm looking for? There's a lot of you know, people get a little crazy dealing with cars. And it's it's an interesting phenomena, and you know you'll see all kinds of things in a repair shop. People that are talking about, uh, you know, their their car does this or their car does that. You've got to be open minded though and look at each and every case. The guy with them, I never saw him again, and um, you know he never uh, he never appeared. I guess either they beamed him up or they, you know, he's safe off somewhere, locked up. I'm not really quite sure. Let's get over to Aaron in Vermont. 14 GMC Sierra and uh, some clunks in the steering. Hey, Aaron, welcome to the Car Doctor, sir. How can I help?
4: Hey, how are you? Good, sir. Um, so I, I have a 2014 Sierra, like I said. Um, it's just—I brought it into the dealer multiple times. I've had it since it was brand new, and uh, I have like a clunk in the steering. You feel it in the steering wheel. And I bring it into the dealer. They say there's nothing wrong. Everything's tight up front, and they don't see anything wrong with it but i mean it's a pretty predominant clunk you feel it kind of at low speeds sometimes a little higher speeds
0: can you, and, you can know, you duplicate it like in a parking lot maneuver if you're sitting in a park like trying to get into a
4: parking not, space yeah kind of you you can yes Yes. Uh, it, it's
0: you know so yeah. like so like in a dry rock situation it'll sit there and you know like a little you almost feel it more than you hear it
4: Yes, definitely. You definitely feel it more than you feel it, for sure. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, have you have you taken it into them and say, "Hey, here's the problem and shown them the clunk?"
4: I, I I've tried to do a ride along with them and I sat next to them and they said they have they can't feel it for some reason and and I can feel it and I, I don't know if it's just a dealer denial or something. I mean, I've done a little research myself and they I've I've heard or, or I've read on forums that maybe there's something wrong with the the rack and pinion or something with these vehicles, but
0: Well, there's a noise issue. You want to get your hands on GM um uh it's it's um uh it's not necessarily a bulletin, it's just a um it's a, it's it's a tech notice uh fifty five sixty five A that talks about a squeak noise when turning the steering wheel and it's been out there since June of 2018, that and they talk about applying a drop of grease down around the base of the intermediate steering shaft. But then there's also been some problems with the intermediate steering shaft where that needs to be replaced. So I'm just puzzled by the fact that, you know, if, if you bring them the car and it makes this noise and they, 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 they don't feel it or hear it, or they, you know, do they really want to fix it? Um you, you kinda yeah, kind of got me scratching my obvious. head. Yeah, I, I you know, um let's diagnose it. It's it cuz to me from what you're describing it sounds like a problem in the in the in the lower intermediate steering shaft. Okay. okay. Uh, you know, not not out of the realm. It's kind of a common thing. Uh they've had well, their issues. It is. Um, okay. y- you know, yeah, I'd make sure the rack is tight. I don't know that I would. I don't know that I would jump beyond that if the rack's getting a little noisy and loose as it ages, unless it's showing me something that's making it unsafe. Uh, you know, steering racks, my experience from what I've seen over time, yeah, they do get a little clunky and noisy and, and as time goes by. But I'm envisioning this thing as you're trying to maneuver into a parking lot and you hear this. It's 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 like a cross between a knock and a clunk. It's just a noise that, that, that wasn't there before.
4: Yes, exactly. Well, well, well. To be honest, it's actually almost been there since about three months into owning the vehicle, brand new.
0: Okay. Okay. So, you know, do they have another fourteen in the shop that they can show you and say, "Yeah, they all do that. That's normal." That's always my yeah, next. Okay. That's always my next question. Uh, you know, and see where they go from there.
4: All right. Bye. Thank all right. you
0: for your help. You're very welcome, sir. If you need more, I'm here. Take good care. So, all right, we're going to try this again. Oliver in Virginia. Oliver, you're there. Yes, sir. There you go. I was wondering what happened. You wandered away. I thought you didn't like me anymore.
2: No, I love you to death, brother. And oh. I can't, I, I left a little text message last uh, week. And, okay. and, and you fella called me up and and I think that's really great that y'all mm-hmm. do well, we're here, that we're, kind of we're, stuff.
0: We're here for you. What can I do for you?
2: Well, my, my, my mama, you know, she she likes a big car. She don't want a small one, so I'm, I'm not make this 94 Cadillac come back to life and uh with the relay layout, what I did was uh changed all the the shocks and the struts okay and and went from uh
0: electronic you know, level uh, ride to regular shocks
2: exactly went to passive they they refer to them as passive shocks okay where there's no uh nowhere is this $4000 worth of shocks on this car oh
3: yeah Oh, yeah
2: now now we take all the electronics away, and I've done that, and I've drove it you know over a thousand miles is driving really good now I gotta make the uh there's a relay that the company sent me, and uh we gotta hook that up that way it'll stop sending the uh service ride control error message to the computer and you know in the in the car it actually I mean it spells it out so it's, it's not just a engine light it's right. service ride control right and uh the, so uh what the problem is is run a ground wire to pin 3 on the relay okay i can figure out where to get some ground at piece of steel on the car somewhere right run a power wire from switched ignition
0: uh-huh
2: to pin two of the relay now that would be uh and then it has in a uh, parenthesis uh hot and run so like in the trunk is where this uh module is that I'm having to do this wiring to. Okay. So what's close to the module in the trunk, I mean, I'm looking at the antenna. That ain't going to work if it ain't hot no, and run. But wait a minute. Why can't,
0: why, can't, why can't you get a wiring diagram and pin out the level ride module? Because that level ride module is likely going to have a hot and run feed going to it. It's likely going to have a ground as well. Why don't you just use the existing wiring and tap into that? Because you're not gonna be you're not gonna be utilizing that module anymore, right?
2: Oh right, no. You just went above my head a little bit. Okay. The the level is still hooked up. Right. So you want me to do what? Well, so let me ask let me ask let me ask the simple questions.
0: I just went through this on an 03 STS caddy. Where yes, sir. It, it had air ride in the back. All right. yes yes
2: we did and, has, and he back didn't back.
0: he didn't want to deal with it because of the price I think it was fifteen hundred dollars worth of rear shocks and we thought it was kind of ridiculous for a car with 150 thousand miles on it that you know had oil leaks and a bunch of other things and a college kid's driving it and she just didn't have a lot of dough. so you know we took out the air ride shocks. Monroe makes a replacement kit with a coil over spring on it. we put that in. And then the ins- th- then the instructions were unplug the level ride sensor. We unplugged the level ride sensor. No more warning at the dashboard. We're done. You
2: just unplugged the level.
0: That's all we did. Now, whose kit is this? Is this a Monroe kit or is this somebody else's? None.
2: It comes from Strutmasters. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm, fr- I'm familiar oh, with
0: Strutmasters.
2: And yeah, make, it comes down in North Carolina. It was only a couple-hour drive, and right. I was uh, off that day. So I just, instead of paying $100 for shipping, I just went on down there and picked them up. And it's, right. it seems like a nice place. Yeah, you know. no,
0: they're a good bunch of guys. I'll tell you what, Oliver, let me pull over and take a pause. When I come back, we'll finish with this. I'm running and Andy in the car, Doctor. I'll be back with Oliver right after this. Don't go away.
1: It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road.
0: Oliver, running in and the car, doctor. You, you, still there, brother? Yes, sir. Okay. So, real quick, here's what I want you to do. Let me ask you this question: Do you own a voltmeter?
2: Yes, sir. Okay, you're comfortable. I got a four hundred dollar fluke meter. All in right.
0: Me. So, you're comfortable with voltage and all? Yes, sir. All right. Get a wiring diagram for that level ride. All right. I want you to do this one of two ways. I want you to get a wiring diagram for that level ride module, and I want you to trace back. There's, there's going to be. There's probably a constant hot. And there's, there's generally a keyed-on hot. In other words, there's going to be both sources at the module. Just tap into that. As a matter of fact, tap into the ground and the uh, hot right there, and then you don't have to add any extra wiring and run any more wiring and go through the hassle of that. That's that's my first thought process. Is. My second is, Strutmasters is, is a great company in the sense of product support. Why don't you give them a call? You're not the first guy to do this and say, Hey, I've got a 94 Caddy DeVille. Where is everybody tapping in? What's your experience been? Where's everybody tapping in to get that keyed hot? And if that doesn't... And
2: they do. Go ahead. Yes, sir.
0: Go ahead. What were you going to say?
2: I was just going to say they do uh, offer that, you know, but I was listening to you last week, and I was going to get your opinion. Right. And th- the fellas that I talked to when I called uh, for a little support, sounded like he was... Uh, you know maybe not the one i wanted to talk to right
0: and you then the third I mean? then the third thing is you got a local mechanic well okay
2: not really no i mean i mean uh well let me ask you really. this
0: so they want you to they want you to have a keyed hot in the ground where the, where's the other two wires of the relay going
2: uh they go to uh let's see Attach uh locate three seventy red wire. Attach IPC side of circuit three seventy.
0: Right, well the problem 10, here is
2: eight seventy A of relay cut cut the wire and and you know you there's a little box in the back of the Cadillac. And what you can do is is a ground where you put the uh where well, you would hey, put hey, the
0: hey, hey Oliver on, time time brother only because we're gonna run out of time. Doesn't okay. st- and, and I know this for a fact, Strutmasters has more than a few YouTube videos. Have you looked at it? Yes any? I do. Right. So yes, do this I do. do this. Take a look at the YouTube videos. If the guy you call it Strutmasters doesn't doesn't answer your question, ask for a different guy. But it's difficult for me to tell you exactly which wires to cut without the instructions right in front of me, and I don't want to give you the wrong information. Um, I, I've been through this before with uh, suspension modification kits. I've done the deal where I'll, I call it pinning out. I pin out each individual wire at the module. This one does this. This one does that. This is key on, engine off. This is hot. This is, this is hot all the time, and so on. And from there... I'll wire my relay right in proximity. Just for giggles, try and plug in the module and see if the light goes out. I'm just curious, all right, if that module will do it for you. And if it doesn't, it can't hurt anything. Just plug it back in and then continue with your wiring. Call me back next week if you need more, brother. I'm just out of time. I'm Ronan Aene, the Car Doctor. We're back right after this.
1: It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road.
6: Welcome back.
0: Why name the car doctor? We had a call up there, but we lost him. It was Mike in Maryland. A lot of Mikes in Maryland and Delaware must uh, must have been a popular name at the time. He had a '75 Firebird. He wanted information about the car. Um, most important, if you're if you've got an older car like that, an older classic, uh, an older GM like that, take a look under the back seat. Under the back seat, usually on the driver's side, is the build sheet. If the mice haven't gotten to it yet, the build sheet will give you a ton of information about actual options of the car, what RPO codes were originally in the car. If that's not there, if it's chewed up, now they won't do it for Pontiac, to my knowledge, but there is a website, the GM Heritage website. Just Google search GM Heritage Archives. And I tell you what, you've got the time. We're all at home now, right? You want to you see some really neat stuff. You can You can take a stroll down memory lane of old pictures of General Motors, cars from the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, and they will actually be able to reproduce the build sheet for any Cadillac. Don't ask me how I know this. Any Cadillac, I believe it's from 1903. Can you imagine, right, the the amount of information that GM has had to keep? They can't keep it. They're looking for older stuff. Because I, I what happened was I was looking for the Monte Carlo, my 72 Monte Carlo. I wanted to get that going. Um, they didn't have anything for Chevrolet older than 75, I think. But 75 Pontiac might be there. So, Mike, if you're still listening, uh, Google search GM Heritage Archives, and uh, that'll bring you a link to that website. You can get a build sheet and then go from there to get more information. Hey, looking up, I'm Ron in the car doctor, reminding you, Till the next time, good mechanics aren't expensive, they're priceless. See ya.